1: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I'm Johnny Venerable alongside the GM, Saul Bookman, who's toting the rock today. Always. On a football this February Gotta keep it high and tight. Let's go. Let's go. Punch it out during nope. the show here. We don't want to do that. I don't want to <laughs> piss off my boss. Uh, thank you for hopping on here on a Tuesday. We're talking a little Arizona Cardinals to kick off the show, and we're going to keep it. I think in the front office, um, because much has been made of the Cardinals draft habits really since Steve Keim has taken over mm-hmm. as GM since 2013. And a new chart was made by the fine folks at Pro Football Focus today that, that caught our attention as it relates to wins above replacement. That's normally a baseball term. We don't really get into that. But where the Arizona Cardinal rank um, for non-quarterbacks since 2019 was staggering Jacob if we have that graphic this is the worst one of the worst in the NFC seventh worst in the NFL for drafting non-quarterbacks since 2019 again this is league-wide you look at the Bucs the Commanders the Raiders 49ers it says at the top they're ready to support a quarterback if I'm Kyler Murray and I see this graphic (laughs) I'm I'm telling Michael Bidwell I want an open checkbook because I am carrying this organization right now, and you aren't doing a damn thing as it relates to the draft to help support me. Uh,
0: I mean, <laughs> that graphic is kind of insane. It is. And it is, I mean, it's it's tough because you're looking at what the Cardinals have done through the draft, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there trying to think, let's just let's just stay offensively, okay, okay? Offensively speaking, because we know that the last two drafts they've drafted linebackers in the first round. Okay, yes, yes. which we can talk. We, we about. know we could we could talk about a whole a whole other episode. Yeah. Um, basically all you have to show for that is Rondell Moore, mm-hmm. and you got to hope that that pans out. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is it. Josh Jones is yeah. Eh, he's yeah. Fine, yeah, he took a gamble, and maybe he works out at guard who knows.
1: But uh, you know, no, that's horrific. Well, and I want to put a big asterisk on this because they did trade a 2020 second rounder for D Hop and a 2021 third rounder for Rodney Hudson. But exclusively, we're talking building through the draft. Here are notable picks since 2019 besides Kyler Murray. Okay, this is non quarterback, so you've got Byron Murphy, Zach Allen. Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons, you mentioned Josh Jones, Zavian Collins, Rondell Moore, and Marco Wilson. So a lot of young names notables. on that list. Those no, are the those notables. Those are notables. Everybody else, you know, with all due respect to the Rashad Lawrences and Lecky Fotos. Cancel them. Eno Benjamins, yeah. They're probably going to be bubble roster guys, backups. The guys I named will go into next year as prominent roles, starters, that kind of thing. Nobody in that list, I would say, outside of Jalen Thompson, is sniffing a Pro Bowl. Certainly, you know, you can make an argument, contract extensions for Thompson and and maybe Byron Murphy, that's it. Mm -hmm. Certainly no Pro Bowlers in that group, outside of your quarterback, by the way, who you took in, coincidentally, 2019. If I'm Kyler Murray, and I'm thinking to myself, you're trotting out old A.J. Green, you know, we're letting Christian Kirk walk at the end of this year, probably... We don't know what's going on at running back. Both of our starting running backs are free agents. It what needs to change for this team? Well,
0: yeah, a, a complete overhaul of their scouting system, number yeah. one. Yeah. I mean that that's where I would start if I was Hey, listen, you you're you have Steve Kime in the fold. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's the trigger guy for a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And he's going to be the person that people point to the most. Mm-hmm. Uh Steve Kime has got to be better overall. Yeah. Now, whether whatever his decision making process is. He's going to have to modify that. He's going to have to change it to a degree that can actually be effective for this Cardinals franchise. Because Mm -hmm. right now, if we are talking about the last five years, Steve Kime has has missed woefully in the last five draft picks. And you can even go all the way back to the draft where they should have pulled the trigger to make a trade to get up into the 10th spot to draft Patrick Mahomes. And they didn't do it. Mm -mm. For whatever reason they didn't do it, they should have done it. That that would put this franchise on a whole other level right now. You wouldn't have to to waste draft capital on on a Kyler Murray yep. or even um, uh, Josh Rosen. Yeah, and you would have a bona
1: fide possible future Hall of Famer in the fall. I'm glad you brought that point up because it's it's a point that I get pushed back a lot from fans. And I do I say this with all due respect to DeAndre Hopkins. I love D Hop. They're paying him over 20 million this year. He's approaching 30 years old. If you had just sat put at pick eight and taken CeeDee Lamb, even if everybody says, well, they couldn't have taken CeeDee Lamb because they they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Number one, that's false. Mm-hmm. Dallas showed you you could double up on all pro receivers. It just shows you the, the vast, vast benefit of drafting and developing because you get them so cheap for so long. And these Band-Aid free agents, I love Rodney Hudson. He's hurt last year. He's expensive. He's great when he's healthy, but he's also, again, over 30 years old. So it just, the teams that are on that list, I don't know, Jacob, if we can pull that back up, what really pisses me off here, Saul, look where the Rams are. Everybody just laughs at the Rams, you know, Les Sneeds, famous line is, is fuck them picks, right? He trades them all away. Well, the picks he does have that he does make, they're top 10 in war efficiency, right? The 49ers, a lot of people think are a sleeping giant if Trey Lance can play. And get their get their act together. Even the Seahawks in the Cardinals' own division, they're at least middle of the pack. The Cardinals, who have been in a complete rebuild since that Josh Rosen, Steve Wilkes, you know, debacle where they completely tanked for the first overall pick, they're they're not efficient when drafting, and and nothing has changed. Yeah, I,
0: that's that's a great point that you make about the Rams. You know, because they do talk about how they don't really value the picks as much no. as, as other franchises do. That's certainly an approach. And it won a Super Bowl this year. Yeah. The Cardinals haven't been able to figure out either side of that, that coin, right? I don't know what, what can possibly change to make the Cardinals um, you know, their their draft execution and efficiency more than anything better. Uh, outside of I, I would say that the 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 whoever you have scouting talent right now, yeah, just isn't doing either a good enough job of really eyeing that talent to a high level and yeah. understanding what they could provide or literally pounding the table for their guy and saying, you have missed so many times and we have told you who was going to be that dude. That's right. And if you don't have those guys in-house telling you that, then you need to get rid of them.
1: Steve. You need Ka- to get rid of them. Steve Kime loves to tell the story about how he pounded the table for Adrian Peterson once upon a time and Rod Graves and Ken Wisenhunt said, nope, we're taking Levi Brown. He loves to tell that story. Well, I, I would imagine that there is a Steve Keim right now in the Cardinal organization, maybe that pounded the table for him, a Mahomes or a CeeDee Lamb, right, or Tristan Wirfs, and their voice isn't being heard. So I, I do think that if you're Steve, listen, he he is a great evaluator, I will say great, in free agency. He can identify current players in the NFL that will fit their system and usually gets them for cost-effective you know, below market value when you talk about james Conner and some of these guys matt prater was great last year and then certainly the trades that he's able to pull off for veteran star players but when it comes to evaluating players in the college ranks i i have no faith in anybody in that organization to be able to say i can project that guy to the next level yeah. he's going to be an ass kicker he's going to be a star he'll be a pro bowler with us they just not only can they not identify pro bowlers and stars I mean, in the case of Zaven Collins and Isaiah Simmons their first two years, they can't identify starters early.
0: Yeah, then that, that's the biggest problem. If you're going to swing and you're going to try and take somebody defensively that you think is going to be a, a huge benefit to you, then you better nail that those picks. Yeah. you got to nail those picks. You can't miss on those pits, picks whatsoever. They've missed in the last two picks in terms of production for a first-round pick. Especially production from a high first round pick, right? Uh, they can't miss like that. And then you compound it by missing in the second and third round. Uh, I, I you know, let me pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't necessarily missed in the second round because Byron Murphy is a good player. Right, he's a good player. He looked like he was going to be a Pro Bowler at the beginning of the season. Yeah, without a doubt. And then kind of tailed off, got a little bit banged up. Didn't have as great a second half of the season, which is the theme for this team right now. Yeah. Um. And then Rondell Moore again, not a bad not a bad pick. Uh you know. And so it's you got to take that with a grain of salt. But everywhere else, it just seems like every time they swing, they miss. And they've got to be so much better because you should have at least ten to fifteen dudes in the last four to five drafts that you can count on, rely on. And most of those guys are starters right now.
1: Jalen in the chat says, part of the problem is Kyim uses his premium picks on non-premium positions. That's a great point. Too many off-ball linebackers, not enough corners, O'Lyman, pass rushers. It's a great point, Jalen. Dayom Buchanan, Kevin Minter, once upon a time, egregious pick out of LSU, undersized, never really panned out and got a second contract. Now you've got Hassan Reddick that they played out of position and should have kept him at pass rush. How rusher. much of
0: that do you think is like ego? Like, I want to draft because I'm, I want... I want to make my imprint in the NFL by changing the game or changing the way things are played on the defensive side of the ball or the offensive side of the ball. I feel like there's a little bit to that because on the defensive side of the ball, like you said, you have undersized linebackers. You have guys that are kind of like in between positions because they think that they can develop this hybrid type of player that can do it all, right? And then on the offensive side of the ball, you you took this gamble by bringing in Cliff Kingsbury, and then you add these little small little little pieces and i don't mean that as a pun but they are (laughs) are small little guys um, (laughs) that you think are going to end up being like the tyreek hills of the world yeah and they end up being the tyreek nills of the
1: world that's that's excellent excellent pun there by you Saul. i would say from the linebacker standpoint i think kime has been jealous of what the niners have had and the seahawks have had bobby wagner right kj Wright. Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, and now Fred Warner. Kime wants a I think he's just infatuated with that position. That's my opinion. I don't But he know. doesn't even draft dudes that are like that. I I he he said this year on radio, when they took Xavier Collins, they thought they were gonna have with he and Isaiah Simmons the next Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis S combo. Mm. Now he had words put in his mouth by the local radio host, like, is this what you envision? And he's like, of course, that's what we want. And we've got two big trees. He kept saying that, we've got two big trees in the middle of our defense. Well, when the playoffs started, those trees were cut down and shipped off, right, and and, and made into firewood because neither of those players started in the wild card game. It was Jordan Hicks oh. and journeyman Tanner Vallejo. So I think there's also a disconnect as it relates <laughs> to, the, to the front office and and the imagine, coaching staff Im- as to who to play.
0: Imagine being in the suite and sitting next to Bidwell and maybe, oh, man, I would pay for this to happen. They do sit it, next it, to each it, other. I, I, what I was going to say was, is like, like Johnny sitting next to <laughs> next to uh, Michael Bidwell and be like, hey, those two first-rounders really worked out, huh? <laughs> Who started right there? Oh, okay, cool.
1: You know Got what I mean? Got that fancy like, new jet, though, my man. You know, hey. I, I <laughs> All right, so of the players I gave you of the past three years outside of Kyler, because, again, everybody, we act like Kyler is a problem. No, he is a solution, and they need to pay him, and we've been on the record, like, clearly, he is their best pick of the Chimera, accolades aside. He can play. How many of these other guys do you feel like are ready to take the next step of the Murphys? Jalen Thompson, I think, clearly stands out of that group, and it's ironic. He was the only one not made on draft weekend. He was the last of the supplemental picks, um, or uh, the supplemental draft, RIP Once Upon a Time. Rondell Moore, Marco Wilson, the two inside linebackers. Who do you think can remedy this for the Cardinals next year?
0: Well, on the offensive side of the ball, it's only Rondell Moore. Yeah. And it's it, That's it. There is nobody else. Maybe maybe you could say Josh Jones if he develops into a guard. Those are a, the only two, two offensive guys? That's it. Outside of that, um, there's two guys on the defense. You pointed <laughs> to one, Jalen Thompson, obviously, and Byron Murphy. I do feel like Byron Murphy has the ability um, to be a good, solid number 2 or number 3 cornerback in this league. Uh he's he's got the length that you like. Yeah. He's he you know he he likes to get after it. He was just a little banged up and he's going to learn that about himself, you know, you start to play at a faster pace because you know where you're going on the field and sometimes you go a little too fast for yourself and you get a little banged up and that's fine. I think Byron the difference between Byron Murphy and Christian Kirk to me is that I feel like Byron Murphy is 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 trending up and I feel like Christian Kirk has plateaued. Yeah, I don't. I w- I'm not going to say Christian Kirk is is uh, in a downward spiral. I will say that he is plateaued, yeah. and part of that is because of the system, the fit, um, and the quarterback. Like that, that all the, they all go hand in hand. So, I, I just feel like it, Christian Kirk probably needs somewhere new to go, somewhere fresh to go, and and a new scheme to play in where they might be able to utilize him in different ways than we
1: utilize him here. And we've seen with Byron Murphy, up the likes of Cooper Cup in LA. Like, we've seen the high points of Byron, and I would argue that they're higher than the high points of Christian Kirk, who is benefiting from playing alongside a D-hop in this year, an A.J. Green, whereas there were many Sundays, Byron Murphy was on the number one receiver for the opposing team and did very well. Now, he did not finish the year well. He was awful in the red zone. He has to remedy that, but I think, like Kyler, I think he's only like 23, 24 years old, and you need multiple corners. And so if the Cardinals can work out an extension, that, I, dare I say, is team-friendly. Uh, Byron, I think, should get better with his next contract. I agree with you there. I think the name... I'm putting Jalen... Thompson is a known commodity, is a baller, not a star player yet, but I think he'll get extended, and he was a great pick, the best day three pick of any of uh, of the Chime era. Isaiah Simmons, 2020, he was the eighth overall pick, I believe, seventh or eighth overall pick. If he is not the man next year, we we have a, a huge problem. You're a top-ten pick, and you're not a known commodity after year three. You're a bust. I'm sorry. You just – you are. Now, he can be a nice player that doesn't get a second contract a la, you know, kind of Dayon buchanan S, but Dayon was drafted in the 20s, right? Hassan Redick was drafted 13th. Isaiah Simmons was one of the first seven and eight players taken in the draft. Like, he has to be the guy trending upward next year. I
0: will say this, though. In that draft, there were so many people – that literally had Isaiah Simmons as the number one player on the board. Correct,
1: that's true. You know,
0: so so we, at least with that one, I can accept that he might not live up to expectations because a lot of guys out there, a lot of scouts, a lot of GMs had him listed as number one because of all the versatility that, he does have good size, yeah. he has good length, he had great speed at the combine. Like, yeah. I, I could see that, I understood it, and I was on board with that decision. But then you followed it up by Zayvon Collins, and that's where you lost me. <laughs> and like, honestly, that's where you lost me. Like, you just did this experiment a year ago. Yeah. And then right off the bat, you talk about how this guy is going to replace Jordan Hicks. There's just no fucking way. There's no way, like you can't replace an eight to ten year year veteran that understands the game, has seen it at a high level, has great instincts. I don't care how bad of a year he had the year before. Just to assume that he's going to take this place of a veteran is so ballsy. Yeah. Coming from fucking Tulsa, you got to be
1: shitting me. He wasn't. Like, he was an academic All American. Oh my god. <laughs> but this is the NFL. Oh Very god. different. Uh, then Panera Bread, who we probably played on every Saturday. Uh, Panera Bread University. Uh, Jalen Blair in the chat. Is it Isaiah Simmons or how are you using him? I would say how he's utilized, but then there are a lot of people who are like, well, he he's more of a natural safety, a, la, a Cam Chancellor. Well, if that's the case, you're really screwed because your best yeah. two positions on defense are currently filled by two safeties. Yeah. So what the hell are you gonna do? Play Simmons as a third safety? I have seen enough good from him at linebacker to know he can play linebacker. The problem is, is, number one, he didn't play nearly enough snaps going into his second year. So this year he's playing catch-up, right? Yep. And then every time somebody wants to get down on him, just like Dallas, he'll go and he'll force a fumble to win that game, right? I think he has more splash plays in him, and he's he's very good against against coverage, in coverage, I should say. He needs to improve his run defense hand over foot this offseason. So whatever that that looks like, because at the end of the day, we don't know if Jordan Hicks is gonna be on this team next year. We know we know Isaiah Simmons will be. So he has to be the man in the middle in twenty twenty two. I will say this about Zaven Collins going back to this. I do like
0: the the thought process of having Zaven and Isaiah there together for three, four, five years, right? It's, it's awesome. That kind of mirrors what the Seahawks and the the 49ers have done. So to that degree, I get it. And we also got to remember like we're really we're really cutting off uh Zabin's hands right now because of what we saw with Isaiah um the first year leading yeah. into the second. And we fear that the same thing is going to happen to Zaveid, not a lot of snaps, not a lot of reps, going into year 2, way more is expected of him and he's yeah. got to play catch up and we're hoping that that's not the case and we got to give the guy an opportunity to, to improve. I'm not ready we, to give up on for him. For sure. No, cuz I do like that he he thumps dudes in the hole. Yeah, he was like,
1: great against Dallas against the run that game. Like
0: like it's up to Vance Joseph to be able to develop him to the level by which they need and develop schemes around him that best utilize his talents. And right now, right now, I, Vance, Vance has not really, he hasn't molded his system to the players that he has. He's tried to mold the players around the system that he likes to incorporate.
1: B's giving you love in the chat. Laugh out loud listening to Saul rant uh, with rage is awesome. I could not agree more. Those are my exact thoughts. I think you echo the Cardinal fan base. What pissed me off at the end of the year was that just like Simmons as a rookie, Zayvon Collins is more than capable. He should play. Now, should he start? Should he play 100% of the snaps as a rookie? No. But when he doesn't play at all or he's getting like five snaps a game and you're watching Tanner Vallejo and I think his name was Joe Walker play meaningful snaps for a team that's trying to win the NFC West for the first time in five or six years – that, that is inexcusable, and that is on Vance Joseph. If
0: you're going to get obliterated, you might as well get obliterated with the guys that you think are going to be the future. Absolutely. Why the hell do I want practice squad guys coming on the Joe on Walker the field? got
1: cut after a couple weeks, and he still couldn't get on the field. And I asked Vance Joseph, after the Dallas game, Simmons had a big game, and uh, Zavian Collins played a lot because I think that Marcus Golden was out, so they put Zavian on the edge a little bit. And he played like 35 snaps, and he was active. And I asked Vance Joseph, and he was beaming. He's like, "This was his best game." And I said, "Okay, good hell, this is great. We're just we're gonna go upward trajectory. We're gonna, he's gonna play a lot against Seattle. <laughs> he's gonna play a lot against Dallas. You know you, what happened? You, you thought didn't play at all. Didn't play at all. And the Cardinals sucked on defense those last two games of the season. And I'm not saying he was the magic elixir, but to your point, like just play the young guys, Vance. And that's mm. why I was a little bit disappointed with how this whole defensive coordinator thing shook out because. We both agree. Vance is very capable. He's a good defensive coordinator, but is he the right one for this team? I think that's a conversation that for another day.
0: It's funny because as we break down the off season and, and really the, the season that just happened and we see some of the common themes between the defense and the offense, you're starting to see some very, 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 very prominent similarities. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. I want to do this and I want to run this defense and this offense and they kind of get above their skis too much, but they don't have the personnel to do it, and they don't know how to adjust to to really take advantage of the personnel that they do have. You know, we talked all the time about the fact that we we needed to send Rondell Moore on more deep routes, or at least more a more ver- uh, a variety of different routes than we did this season. On the defensive side, Zaven Collins could have been utilized in different ways yeah. if he was effective against Dallas. You know, at the edge then why not try him for a couple snaps at the edge against the Seahawks mm-hmm. and against the Rams? You were
1: getting absolutely ass-handed to Cam you. Cam Akers bent you over in that wild card game yeah, and absolutely. destroyed you against Zabin the Rams. Zayvon Collins
0: at least will try and stick his neck
1: out there. Yeah, I want a thoroughbred, fresh from the college ranks, with, with young legs. I love Jordan Hicks. He's approaching 30 years old. Now he's got a lot of miles on the tire, mm. right? He's, you know, went to Texas, then got drafted by Philadelphia. I mean, he's had a very tenured NFL career. Yeah. The point of these young guys is they should be ready to go. Like, they are cheap, quote-unquote cheap labor that you should be able to benefit from. The problem with waiting so goddamn long to play Simmons and to play Zavian and a lot of these guys is by the time you find out what they are, and if God forbid they are capable, like a Hassan Reddick, you're screwed because number one, you didn't pick up their fifth-year option, or you have to quickie extend them and overpay. That that's a huge problem this it's, team has. Jalen
0: Blair makes a fantastic point. Jalen, I love you right now. Okay, some of that's on time because if I'm the GM, I'm not signing the Joe Walkers and I'm not and I'm releasing Hicks. Yeah, you got to clear the way for your picks to play. It's just like Moneyball. When the coach refused <laughs> to put in, uh, I think it was Hillenbrand or something like that. Pena, and then they had what's his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. So they traded Pena, yeah. and now he had no chance. He had no choice Hattaberg. but to play Hatterberg. Yeah, <laughs> had to play Hatterberg at first base. That's exactly what he's saying he had right to play Star Lord at first base. Very part.
1: well said. Jay That's Lennon. right. Uh, some good comments. Uh, Burg game travel. Our friend needs a drink. Well, I'm sure uh, we all need a drink when we look at the Cardinals' uh, draft uh, resume over the last couple of years. Uh, I echo that. Uh, B says we need a full alignment from top to down. Da- Top-down, we as a fan base have had enough of this disappointment approach between the front office and the coaching staff. It's all about the bigger picture. And I think, Bees, to echo that, it's why a lot of people right now aren't excited about the draft with this team. Because it's like, I get excited about players? Hell, I get excited about players this team drafts. And then you fast-forward to the fall, and it's like, where the hell are they?
0: True. True true however I will say this and I will challenge the fan base to do this I think we always have a tendency to look at the sky as falling and um, there's been so many times even on the Sun show that I've talked about like we need to be more optimistic than we are right okay. and I think some of our weaknesses as a fan base is we just it's hard to believe when you've never seen it you know what I mean you've never seen the path to a championship yeah because it's never really happened we've gotten close but we still haven't done it and so until you see that, you don't have any trust that it could happen, and there's gonna there, there has to be a, a, a nice little happy medium here because it can't always be the worst thing of, of all time, it's, yeah. and you know what? We're going to help you out with that because we're going to be out at the combine, yes. and we're going to try and build that enthusiasm, <laughs> and damn it, I will say this. Johnny and I will have our own picks, and maybe at the end of the year, we're going to kind of look back and say, hey, yeah. this is exactly who they should have drafted
1: and then see how they how it all unfolded, um, that's part of the fun of this. A week from today, or maybe to, to the minute, we will be trying to get answers from Steve Kime. He will speak to the media for the first time since this Murray debacle. He's going to be asked free agency questions, probably as it relates to Chandler Jones, and you know sure as hell people are going to be like, what's going on with Isaiah Simmons and Xavier Collins? Are you concerned? I'm going to ask that question. Why your first-round picks don't play? Is there a disconnect? So we'll hold them accountable. But in the meantime, I can't wait for that. It's going to be great. I can't
0: (laughs) can't wait. I'm going to have
1: a camera on both of you guys. You know what? Steve's pretty, pretty direct and pretty forward, and so I would, I would imagine that a lot of his responses are going to be direct and forward. Uh, and I would imagine that they have big plans for Xavier Collins uh, this year. Yeah, we'll grill
0: him and then we'll buy him a drink after. That's it's right.
1: First. All right, Hoop Fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, three hundred and sixty. Windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get 150 in free bets. If they win, it's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the NBA in the second half of the season with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Just did a transaction this, this morning. Money was in the account this afternoon. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code PHNX21 and over. Gambling prong Call one 800 steps New customer only. You do have to do a $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. Syntix
0: Nep- Neptune. When do you guys drop into your mock drafts?
1: <laughs> Friday. I have a mock hey. draft coming on GoPHNX.com. First of all, I love the love. Everybody's been asking me on Twitter. Not everybody, but a lot of people on Twitter, on our chat. When will I do a mock draft? I will have a mock draft for the Cardinals through the first three rounds this Friday at GoPHNX.com. So, Get your coffee, get your membership, by the way. It's a good time to plug gophnx.com. You can get a year-long membership for just south of 60 bucks with a free T-shirt like this one here. Or you want to dip your toe in on Friday, $0.50 for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent months. I'm a big mock draft guy, so I'm going to do a different kind of renditions throughout mock draft season. I'll do a full first-rounder. We'll do multiple 1, 2, 3.0 as it relates to the Cardinals because, as we know, free agency changes some things. They shit the bed with a pass rusher. They don't bring back Chandler Jones. If they can't get Hassan Reddick, somebody like that, pick 23, might have to be a pass rusher. You know, we'll see, and I would, speaking of that, it would not surprise me at all, Saul, if we went to the Combine next week and they announced that they might be moving Zayvon Collins to edge rusher for a little bit of leverage with Chandler Jones. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but I couldn't you see Kime saying that we like what he did at the end of the year, We're considering moving him to the edge. I could see that, and I think
0: Zayvon could hold up on the edge very well. Yeah, like he's a bigger, he's a much thicker guy than Isaiah Simmons. Um, But then, if you do that you you are basically admitting that we have missed on this pick because we thought he was going to be an interior or you're talking jordan hicks up just say hey jordan's got plenty of left in the tank we'll just roll back with him sure sure (laughs) also cardinals update you need to put down whatever it is that you were smoking right now (laughs) hot take trade buddha for cd jalen is very good and simmons can play all over the field and the only thing this team can draft is safety plus make kyler happy and get younger and save money first of all the again, it's easy to say that and not think about the other team on in this scenario. We all want the Cowboys himself. are not going to trade CD Lamb ever, period. Not until the end of his contract when they decide mm, maybe we can let him go. <laughs> Number two, you, uh, Buddha Baker, right now is the heart and soul of your defense. You saw the reaction and how like guys were in tears when they saw Buddha laying there on the ground, uh, at SoFi Stadium at the end of that game, like. He he is the passion of that defense. When he rolls, the Cardinals are rolling. And so you can't... You got to think about that
1: intangible as well when it comes to Buda Baker. The th- the CeeDee Lamb thirst is real. It's going to go down as... Assuming he's on this trajectory, if, I think he's going if, to put up 1,400, Kime, 1,500 yards. It's the new Adrian Peterson. If
0: Kime fucked around and found a way to get
1: C D Lamb he there's over no, here... There's no way.
0: I know there's no way. But if he right. did, I mean... People would lose their minds over that one. I but got. It's never happen.
1: That's why I proposed last week the great value Ceedee Lamb and Hollywood Brown to bring him to the desert with Kyler Murray. It's not the same thing. It's the discounted version of his counterpart at Oklahoma.
0: But right, right now I feel like what we should be doing is doing what Ceedee Lamb did on draft night. Is take, take, take the, the phone <laughs> away from the people. I, I knew where you were from going. His going girl. With that. Take that phone Maybe away and say, put it down. That's one of the clips of all time. Put, put it down. It, you it, knew he was going to be good update. because
1: his hands were so fast to take that phone away. <laughs> he snatched that phone
0: out of his was it's like, what there. is
1: you doing over here? This is, I got two phones. They're mine. God, he belonged here. I, You know what? It was a pick I would have supported, but it was not my top choice. Kudos to everybody who thought that was going to be a great pick and the Cardinals should do that. You were correct. But speaking of receivers, the Cardinals have a second-year receiver in Rondell Moore, Who, by all accounts, should see his route tree grow in year two. This is from the team's website, azcardinals.com. This is from uh, Coach Jefferson, the receiver coach. That's one thing Rondell and I have discussed, growing his route tree. How about that? So I'll be able to put him outside a little bit more. His route tree will grow leaps and bounds this year. Well, it has to. From bubble screen bullshit horizontal plays and drags. to and drags to hey maybe some vertical routes from the guy who can run four three
0: yeah yeah again the template is there uh, you know I I'm a big Tyler Lockett fan yes uh, I went to Case State for a year saw him in his final year there fell in love with the kid because he's such a hard player <laughs> um, I wanted the Cardinals to draft him mm-hmm. of course didn't happen and now he's playing for the Seahawks. That's kind of what I envisioned Rondell Moore to be, a little bit uh, of a version like Tyler Lockett. Um, I also think uh, Rondell Moore, listen, if you want the ball to be in his hands, you need to give him the ball in his hands any way you can. I did not like Christian Kirk as a punt returner. I felt like he was wildly inept at it. And Rondell Moore has a little bit more burst side to side, and that's what you kind of need uh, as a punt returner. Put him back there. Mm -hmm. Let let him run back there and – Again, Rondell Moore being able to add more variety to his routes. Shit, it can't be any worse than what we saw with A.J. Green. At least he might turn
1: around. That's, that's the big thing. The best play I saw this year in person, my favorite, my favorite play of the year, um, and I could not believe it with my eyes, was Kyler Murray against the Vikings right before half, scrambling out of the pocket on the run, throwing to an open Rondell Moore downfield for that bomb touchdown. It's the best play of the year. Um, it's my favorite play of the year. And I saw that, and I'm like, oh, good hell, they have a deep threat now. This is like John Brown, but I think an upgrade. You know, he played in the Big Ten. He's got yak ability out the ass. And then, like, literally for the rest of the year, he never ran a, a deep route again. You know who that's
0: almost eerily similar to, except Brondell was far more effective, mm. is your your boy, Andy Isabella. The, the one time we actually saw him run a downfield route,
1: yeah. we, he caught it and went 89 yards to the house. Why do you think Cliff... Is just anti like converting these deep shots.
0: I don't know, I don't know, and again, I don't want to say it's because of Murray's height. Um, you know, seeing smaller guys down the field versus what you're seeing in the pocket, but I will say that in my estimation, it has to have played a part somehow, some way, because there's no other explanation for it. No, there really
1: isn't, Rondell. If he can stay healthy, will be <laughs> an all purpose kind of 1,200 yard player next year. I believe that. What is What is? What are I need that at? shirt
0: too. Brigade Travel says, I need a shirt that says Yakability out the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <We'll> ma-
1: <laughs> hey, hey! now, we can make our own shirts here. We can. Don't give us any ideas. Uh, cards update uh, the sideline catch uh, that we tweeted out, by the way, uh, yesterday against the Niners from Rondell Moore, one of the best catches he's ever seen. I would agree. His hands are super underrated. I think when they lost him for a large stretch of the season, their passing game obviously struggled. And then I don't think he ever really got back into form. Mm -hmm. So then you think about, okay, they lost D-Hop to the injury. Rondell was never Rondell again. And then so you had an old A.J. Green out there, and you had Christian Kirk who was, I don't know what he was doing. That was Christian Kirk's opportunity to really shine, and it didn't happen. No wonder Kyler Murray's stats were garbage at the end of the year. Or not garbage, but not great. They weren't great. I mean, not as great, compared Bob. to to start the year, I mean, he was force-feeding the ball. Rodnell Moore, like, led the team in receiving through the first month of the season. And I thought, they finally did it. They finally hit on a receiver. And I still feel that way, Saul. But at the same time, like, it's a little bit concerning, like, you saw this guy in camp, and he was dominant. Remember all the headlines from camp were like, "Good God, Rondell Moore is unbelievable." What are you laughing about? He's as funny as shit.
0: <laughs> is it, oh, Rondell Moore is a teeth threat. Cliff, fuck it, <laughs> S- spam bubble screens and sweeps.
1: That's <laughs> true. It is true. All right, what like I? What are realistic expectations for him next year for Rondell Moore? Yeah.
0: Uh, realistic uh, realistic expectations for Rondale Moore. I do believe he's a 1,000-yard receiver. I do, too. Um, I think if you show more deep route capability, then the short underneath stuff will open up for yeah. him. Because uh, DBs ain't going to want to play up tight. No. I promise you that. No. Not when they get torched for 60. No. Like, all right, let me back up. You know, um, So I, I do believe in that. It's just, again... Can Cliff find ways to get his players the ball in key situations? That's the biggest
1: if. That's the biggest question, Mark. Uh, I do expect them to add a receiver in free agency and or the draft, especially if they could potentially lose. And we feel like they're both going to lose Christian Kirk and A.J. Green. I would look for upgrades there.
0: Oh, no, not A.J. Green.
1: (laughs) Nucleus that consists of Hopkins, Rondell Moore, hopefully Zach Ertz, and a couple additional uh, items would be good. Okay, so... By the way, today was the first day that teams could start tagging players. You can tag players from now until, franchise tag, until March 8th, which is right ahead of free agency. Uh, We've talked about this at Nauseam. Chandler Jones, if you tag him today, $20 million next year. If I'm sure if you're Chandler Jones, he's like, hell yeah, tag me. I'll come back to Arizona for $20 million. (laughs) So want to pick your brain on that. Uh, Some other names, if you want them back for a year, James Conner, you'd have to pay $12 million. Christian Kirk 19 million Zach it's 10 million so I I pulled those numbers just to kind of show everybody the franchise tag probably not in the cards this year for the Cardinals no
0: they should stay away from that franchise tag as as, as far away as possible <laughs> uh like
1: there's no there's no due coming out this year that should be franchise tag now Pete Calais Campbell Pete Chandler they ch- tagged Chandler Jones in 2017 and then they extended him and that's usually the kind special is like we'll tag you We'll try to get some more time to get a deal done so then we can allocate funds to further years. There's really nobody on that list that you'd want to do that with. I, I, frankly, of those, that group of players, I think everybody on that list has a chance to leave outside of probably James Conner and, and hopefully Zach Ertz comes back. Can you imagine if the Cardinals were like,
0: oh yeah, we're franchise tagging Chandler Jones. I think a lot of fans would be
1: in support of that. Are you serious? I, so I took a pulse this morning. 20, on our twi- like
0: Jalen just said, it, 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 uh, one of the one of his former agents on Twitter said it could be as high as twenty five million to tag Jones.
1: So I I pulled up Spot Track this morning. It said the projection is twenty million. This year for an edge rusher, not a linebacker. Linebacker's like fifteen million. Chandler would be like, I'm an edge rusher. Um, I think that if you don't tag him, number one, it's assurance that he's gone. They will not be able. He will be chum in the water. For teams like the Jaguars, the Dolphins, we've talked about it, that have, them have them. that have, that have 100 have plus them. million. Okay. Saul is he, on the I, record. He is not welcoming I, back I hope Chandler. he goes
0: to the 49ers. I hope he goes to the Seahawks. I hope he goes to the Rams. We can use a little bit more time in the pocket. All right. Good
1: hell. All right. Children five or older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. It's safe, free, and highly effective. And the vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov/slash-find-vaccine for a location nearest you. In, in all seriousness, Chandler Jones is a good player. He's just not worth twenty million dollars a year. He is not. Uh, it's sad though. Franchise leader in sacks. We'll probably have seen him play his last game. And it's funny. He on his Insta story the other night. He took a play. It was the last play of the season, and it was him playing the run hard to show everybody, like, hey, I'm going, I'm going hard. Through Whistle, to whistle, guys! <laughs> and I'm like, why are you posting this? Oh my gosh, Chandler, I love you, my man. Uh, it's gonna be weird not having him around the uh, the desert. Assuming they don't tag him. Um,
0: I, I do. I, I will miss the charisma and the. He is fun. Hey, he's a fun guy. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, but you know, fun guy uh, doesn't get it do, doesn't get you a Super Bowl. You know, no. you need you need actual productivity on the on the field. And also, bees. You just missing Rashad White. Uh, he, he said, Rashad White reminds you so much of Le'Veon Bell. We saw what James Saxon was able to do with that prototype. We need that. Uh, interesting you mentioned Rashad White because uh, rumor has it, he might be coming in studio here soon.
1: Oh, hell yeah, he yeah. will. So, All right, uh, love look for, the, that. look
0: for that sometime in the, the first week or two of March.
1: So, last segment today, introduce a new segment on the show. I'm sure it's going to strike a chord with many of you. It is around a very hot-button topic as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals, new uniforms. Now, we have no official announcement of new uniforms, but we do have a new segment called New Threads, Who this? where we're going to talk about fan-made Cardinal uniforms for you guys to absolutely torch or love here on the program. So, Jacob, do we have that graphic, by the way? There it is, New Threads, Who this? who dis i'm sorry so this was made on twitter and i saw seeing this for the first time this is by mcmanus design on twitter poor bastard didn't even know i was going to use this and then people in the comments like these are terrible first of all (laughs) i am numb to the current uniform so much so and i put this on twitter i love these i think these are great um Don't don't laugh. Yeah, Brigade Travis said
0: if the ones I submitted aren't in this segment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did you submit? I don't even know what you uh,
0: submitted. I don't
1: you can't text it to me either. You gotta text Johnny. You got a my DMs are open. In fact, they're wide open for you to slide up in there and shoot me uniforms that you want to see on the show. We're gonna do this every Tuesday called New Threads Who Dis. Oh, my God. Oh. What is that abomination? What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, no. So that came from our buddy Arnold, who may or may not have a source. He he sent that to us. We're putting it on
0: screen. Arnold might be smoking the same thing that, <laughs> that uh, uh, Cards Update was smoking earlier in the show because that uniform is straight up
1: garbage. I would, I would rock it because oh. it's, so, oh, it's so bad. It's one of those, it's so bad, it's good. Um and is I it? thought yeah, put it back. Jacob, can we see that again? Uh well, Jacob's like quick with the trigger Yeah, like he right is. I want to like see. Like people want to see what we're talking they don't about. They want to see my fat face. Look, don't at this. you
0: love that I have a preview mode where, you know, <laughs> it's still on the screen even when you guys are seeing yourself? No, I don't so even know what that maybe is. Maybe you should learn about what I'm doing no, behind here. No, we, like it, can the audience see it the entire time we've been talking about this? Yes.
1: All right, so this 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 jersey is an abomination. We don't like it at all. People in the comments are saying that's the worst thing they've ever seen. Um, Jacob, can we see the original graphic from my guy, McManus? I, this is the one I want to break down today. Okay. I think these are clean. I like the flag on it. Are they perfect? No. But I do think they are an upgrade because, hell, anything is an upgrade over their current uniforms. I like the white, especially. I think that looks good on oh, Kyler. Of course you do. I. What's wrong? Go ahead, go ahead. No, I – this is – I have seen this. I've digested it. I I am pro this. I'm on the record just saying I like these. I'm pro these. What is your take? I'm okay
0: with both of them. The one adjustment I would make is I would like to see the colors blend into the sleeve and then have the Arizona flag like it does – like on the red one. Mm -hmm. Like the red blends into the sleeve, and then you have the Arizona State flag over that. Um, If the white one was the same way, so the sleeves were white – um, I think I'd be on board with that one as well. I do like this. It's not a wildly crazy change. It's just some subtle changes, and that's
1: why I think it's realistic. It, this is yeah. like Michael Bidwell probably
0: yeah. would approve. I would. I would totally rock with this, like for sure, dude. That state flag on the sh- on the sleeve is just. Is is sick. I almost sick. feel like
1: it's mandatory of any change that they have. You have to have the state flag on the sleeve,
0: uh, for sure. They did it um, way back with the the small flag on the sleeve and stuff like that. But um, I, I like throw that shit in people's faces. You know what I mean? And I love, love, love the subtle change on the on the face masks. To a red face mask, yeah, I do love that very, very much. I think that's something that um, is much needed. I think there, if you're not going to change the whites on the helmet, right, mm-hmm. which I don't think they ever will, um, you should at least change the face mask to uh, away from that. You know, listen, I don't want to see a pop Warner gray face mask anymore okay
1: no it's That's a, what they have it's, now it's like eh.
0: who cares
1: that is from joe mcmanus you can follow him at mcmanus designs on twitter again if you have mock uniforms that you friend family created that you want to see highlighted on this show first of all yeah i have thick skin because good hell these cardinal fans are rabid when it comes to the uniforms slide up in my dms we will put you on air for new threads who dis we're going to do it every tuesday assuming i have some to discuss because uniforms. Goodness, it is the hot button item. That and Kyler Murray. This is what the fan base wants to talk about, and I get it because the new, the, the current uniforms are, are god-awful.
0: Uh, B says, black alternate helmets would go so hard. I, I would second that and say, matte black helmets would go so hard. Oh my God, I would just, oh, I'd buy a million of those things.
1: Bird Gang Travel, I got your text message. We will highlight that. I need to be able to build it up a little bit. We'll highlight that on a future show, uh, and I will let you know because they are, what you just sent me, it is popping. At least my opinion. In my opinion, and I don't have the pulse of the fan base when it comes to uniforms everything that i think is going to be great i posted that on phnx cardinals this morning thinking people were going to love it and everybody was like this ain't it this ain't it johnny (laughs) Listen, whoever they got designing in the
0: uniform better be like a legit artist in terms of fashion design, like, it, and it and it better not be some sloppy oh oh we're in the desert let's make a shit brown color like no no no, no, no that you, stuff you hate I those, hate you, those uniforms you hate the so much sand uniforms so much Oh my gosh. I
1: hope they do it so bad I All feel right. like
0: we're about to deploy right now like when when I see those uniforms I'm like oh my god are we are we about to jump on a C-17 and go to
1: Afghanistan What the fuck is we're going, going to- on War this Sunday against the 49ers. Get ready, Cardinal fans. Bring your sand jerseys. I, I like those. I would be pro that. I'd be pro any of these jerseys. Just give me something different. But for now, be sure to like, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Yeah. Again, a week from today, we will be in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine with answers from Steve Keim and company. Hopefully some fun NFL personalities will be able to join us from Indy. But until then... Yeah, we uh, we, we got to go hug Jacob because we he got in his feels about us making fun of his production value. I love you, Jacob. <laughs> We're
0: very close. He and I are very close. I will take this show over.
1: <laughs> well, you can end this show is what you can do. Yes. We'll to s- go? Yes, we'll see you tomorrow, 3 p.m. Take care, everybody.